When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. <laughs> of Concord and Lexington, April 19th, 1775, uh, Declaration of Independence, July 2nd, 1776. I learned to read when I was six, so I must have known the name Mel Blanc before I turned seven. <laughs> Looks like the boy genius is trying to show me up. His name was at the start of so many of the cartoons I watched after school. Blank was the voice most famously of Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? But he was also the voice of Daffy Duck. You're despicable. And Sylvester the Cat. <laughs> Both characters I could relate to because they also had trouble with S's. Suffering succotash. Nope. I still can't say it and not sound like a cat. But that's not even close to the whole list. On the Flintstones, Mel Blanc was both Fred's neighbor, Barney. <laughs> oh, come on, Fred. Cut it out. <laughs> Quit it. And Fred's pet, Dino. Hey, Dino, fetch the balls. <laughs> Fast forward a few thousand years, and he was George Jetson's hot-tempered boss, Cosmo Spacely. What are you doing? He was the original Toucan Sam in commercials for Fruit Loops, a cereal I wasn't allowed to eat, and he poured on the sugar as Pepe Le Pew. You are my peanut. I am your brittle. There's a good reason why Mel Blanc was known as the man of a thousand voices. I mean, there wasn't a voice he didn't do, right? Oh, hokey smoke, I wouldn't agree with that. I stand corrected. Bullwinkle J. Moose's best friend, Rocket J. Squirrel. I'm here. He wasn't voiced by Blank. Rocky's Potsylvanian nemesis, Natasha Fatal. Darling, I am here. 
Mel Blank didn't play her either. Blank didn't make the Grinch's heart grow three sizes as Cindy Lou Who. Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Or keep Sylvester from snacking on Tweety as Granny. If there's one little feather, just one little feather harmed of this bird, I'm going to sell you to the violin string factory. Those are just a few of the characters voiced by a four foot eleven dynamo named June Foray. Why should we know the name June Foray? June Foray was the go-to female voice artist. She was the voice of Chatty Cathy, the doll. Iconic doll. Oh my gosh, that my sister Mary Beth had. Did she really? Yep, this was in the 60s. And how did Chatty Cathy work, by the way? Did you pull a string? You just pulled a string, and then she would say, Let's play house. Please change my dress. Later on The Twilight Zone, June showed off her dramatic chops, playing a sinister, murderous version of Chatty Cathy. My name is Talkie Tina, and I'm beginning to hate you. Sometimes June worked blue, literally, as the petite prankster Jokey on the Smurfs. It wasn't me, it was him! I'll, I'll throw in one you may not even know, because uh, she was uncredited. She was the voice of little Ricky's dog barking and I Love Lucy. <gasps> Are you serious? Don't you know what time it is? Among her many fans, legendary animator Chuck Jones. While many called June the female Mel Blanc, Jones liked to say that Mel Blanc was the male June Foray. Why would you know June Foray? Because she's part of your childhood. But even though most of us grew up with her characters, June Foray isn't widely known today. It turns out there's a bit of a story behind those Looney Tunes credits. From CBS Sunday Morning and iHeart, I'm Moraka, and this is Mobituaries. This Mobit, June Foray, July 26, 2017. The Woman of a Thousand Voices. You know, Eat My Shorts is a little rude, and I threw it out as just an ad lib. Eat my shorts. And next thing, yes, it's on all these t-shirts, and it became a catchphrase. You probably wouldn't recognize Nancy Cartwright if you passed her on the street. That's because Nancy isn't a famous face. She's a famous voice. Actually, like June Foray, she's a lot of famous voices. For the past three decades, Nancy has played several young boys on The Simpsons, including Ralph Wiggum, Nelson Muntz, and of course... Don't have a cow, man. Bart Simpson. And I'm like this perennial 10-year-old boy, which is so awesome and best job for me because it's kind of what I wanted to do. Just like me, Nancy watched a lot of TV growing up. The Jetsons and the Flintstones, and then in the 70s, it was Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, it was, nothing was better. Yeah, I was inspired by Ruth Buzzy on Laugh-In. Keep your hands off me! You know, I'm saving it till after I'm married, or next Saturday night, whichever comes first. Another one of those under-the-radar famous people, Bob Bergen. B-E-R-G-E-N. I am an actor and a pig. Porky Pig, to be specific. Uh, they're pretty impressive. Look. 
we have to do the same amount of work times 10 that an on-camera actor does because it's just with the voice. It's true. Voice acting doesn't get the credit it deserves. A lot of cartoon characters aren't even human, but somehow voice actors are able to make them seem, well, like people. My friend Lucy Taylor was Huey, Dewey, and Louie for Disney for years. Rats! That was still guarding the stairs. That's okay. This way will be quicker anyway. She used to perform it like this, I'm, and people can't see what I'm doing, but I'm sort of like doing Mr. Spock's Vulcan thing with my fingers. Uh, and I used to say to her, why are you doing the ducks like this? She goes, webbed feet. I said, those aren't feet. She goes, they are when I'm performing. You know, it's whatever works for you. A lot of it is in my face. Bart is, Bart's pretty open. I don't think I change with him. But like Nelson Muntz, like, look at my lips. Like every, kind of like talking out of the side of my mouth, you know? And when I do Ralph Wiggum, my eyebrows go really, really high. Hi, Mo. <laughs> and to be clear, we're not editing this. She <laughs> just did that back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy's and Bob's voices make me laugh. But I wanted to talk to them about a voice that originally terrified me. In the Looney Tunes episode, Broomstick Bunny, Witch Hazel is a green-faced hag with a single snaggle tooth. Her hair's a mess. She's a witch. But it wasn't so much what she looked like that scared me, but how she sounded. That cackle? Way too close to Margaret Hamilton's in The Wizard of Oz. You know, her laugh for Witch Hazel, it's so quintessential, right? Which, it's funny, it's also terrifying when yeah. I was little. Yes, I loved her. I loved... <laughs> Almost as menacing as Witch Hazel's cackle was the song she sang while she was preparing her witch's brew. A couple of arsenic, a spider, some glue, a that devilish ditty ran in a loop through my head as a child. It freaked you out? It freaked me out. And I had for years running through my mind, a cup of tea, a spider, some glue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the cartoon, Witch Hazel gloats about being the ugliest witch of all. Until Bugs Bunny shows up. Boy, this trick-or-treating is a pretty nice racket. Dressed as an even uglier witch. I don't remember seeing her at any of the union meetings. And it's such a witty cartoon. It's yeah. hysterical. I'd forgotten that she feels so threatened because she's no longer going to be the ugliest witch. That's right. I warn you, dearie. I'm going to worm all of your ugly secrets out of you. Tell me now, who undoes your hair? Witch Hazel ends up chasing bugs around with a butcher knife. That's sharp enough to split a hair. <laughs> In the end, of course, Bugs outwits Witch Hazel. He gets her to drink a potion that makes her pretty. And the pretty woman she turns into at the end of that short was modeled after the woman voicing her, June Foray. What was she like physically? Uh, like four foot nothing. Really? Yeah, a tiny little thing. Like a gymnast. Guy, yeah. Um, ate like you wouldn't believe and never gained weight. She was like this turbocharged little spark plug in a tiny little body. Indeed, June Foray had stamina. She lived until almost 100 and worked nearly to the end. 
Her story began in Springfield, Massachusetts, where she was born in 1917. Not long after June learned to talk, she was imitating animals, barking at neighborhood dogs, and doing impressions for her mother's bridge club of the theater actors who came through town. But June's mother wanted her to be a dancer, so enrolled her in tap classes. Until about with pneumonia ended June's dancing career before it ever began. So it was on to piano lessons. But June hated the piano. Lucky for her, one day when she was playing baseball, she was hit by a pitch. Hey, help! Right on her finger. I was fortunate enough to break my finger playing baseball with my brother. So I didn't play piano anymore. That's June Foray in the year 2000, talking about the pitch she called a gift from heaven. So I said, Mother, I really want to be an actress. And uh, so she and Dad got the best drama teachers that there were. By the time she was 15, June was performing in dramas on local radio station WBZA, where she developed the granny voice she'd use throughout her career. Around this time, June's father lost his auto parts business, so the family moved across the country to Los Angeles. That was just fine by June. She'd already written herself a character called Lady Make-Believe, a go-getter. Even back then, June called every radio station in town until one of them agreed to put Lady Make-Believe on the air. Here's the story about the Hoppadoodle. This is from a recording June made decades later. Our little Hoppadoodle, when you first looked at him, looked just like a pixie. He had a tiny face that shone with merriment. And I wrote them with a voice in mind, and they, they were all gentle stories. There was no violence in any of them. Fast forward to World War II, and June, by now a young woman, was writing and performing on radio dramas, boosting the morale of an anxious public. You'd better hurry. Mm. Find any gloves? Here you are. Here she is playing a nurse in a 1943 episode of The Cavalcade of America. Almost ready, Tiny? Yes, all ready. Here's your alcohol for scrubbing. Thanks. June's radio career would end up lasting well into the 50s. In one of my favorite bits she ever did, she played a sort of robot interplanetary beauty queen on the Stan Freeberg show. Some girls got curly antennas, other girls got cute suction cups. I got shapely wheels. Yeah, they're they're pretty shapely at that. I see you eyeing them. One radio show turned out to be especially important to June. On Smilin' Ed's Buster Brown Gang, she met a writer-director named Hobart Donovan. Several years later, they married and stayed married until his death in 1976. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Jello, everybody. Now, by 1951, big radio stars were making the transition into the brand new medium of TV. Lucille Ball's hit radio show, My Favorite Husband. Now hurry and get me out of this tight thing. I feel like a 10-inch weenie in a 5-inch roll. Led to TV's I Love Lucy that very same year. I want a divorce. That's nice, there. Betty White's radio appearances on shows like Family Theater... I'll make the salad, Mrs. McGee. ...led to a legendary and legendarily long television career that included hosting Saturday Night Live in 2010. 
many of you know that I'm I'm 88 and a half years old. So it's well, it's great to be here for a number of reasons. <laughs> June occasionally went on camera. Here she is playing a housewife opposite Johnny Carson on The Johnny Carson Show in 1955. Darling, I'm going to be very firm about this matter of an allowance. Well, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to get one. (laughs) But acting on TV didn't make use of June's real talent. Off camera and on mic, she could become anyone. And with the golden age of animation in full swing... June Foray was about to find her voice. We're going to have a lot of fun. Come on and join us. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. We mentioned earlier how, as a kid, June Foray was doing voices for anyone who would listen. Well, Nancy Cartwright and Bob Bergen, a.k.a. Bart Simpson and Porky Pig, started early, too. For them, the classroom was the preferred venue. There was one teacher that I kind of drove crazy because I would do, I would do this thing. Listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm plunking my cheek right now. I can do it under my chin. And, and doing the, and he, he would walk in the room and it would kind of drive him nuts, Mr. Dworkin. 
wherever you are, sir. Um, it would kind of, and, and he never did find out that that was me. Or if I wanted to get a drink of wa- water, I would pretend like I had the hiccups. And the trick to hiccups is you don't go, you don't make it so obvious. You just, as you're talking, you just sort of pull back. I would answer questions in school, like either the teacher or Porky Pig, when I, when I was a kid. And I got sent to the principal's office. And the principal would say, okay, which teacher? I'd say, Mr. Snyder, do him. And I, if I did him well, I, I got to go back to class. If I did a lousy impression, I got detention. How serendipitous was right? that, that you had a, a principal who was incentivizing you to get even better there you with go. voices. There you go. And it also uh, encouraged me not to do as well in school because I was like, oh, this is working for me. Did you dream of being Porky Pig, even though there already was a Porky Pig? Since I was five, that was my goal in life. That's all, folks. <laughs> Don't believe him? This is Bob practicing Porky at home as a teenager. Oh, gosh. I don't know why I have to learn the old Pledge of Allegiance anyhow. Some kids want to be a baseball player. Some kids want to be an astronaut, and they alternate back and forth, whether it's Monday or Friday. This is what I wanted in life. The Porky Bob grew up with was voiced by Mel Blanc. Isn't this a wonderful Sylvester camping way out here in the middle of nowhere? Who'd been doing the pig's voice for almost 40 years, since 1937, not long after the start of what's known as the Golden Age of Animation. That era began with the introduction of cartoons with sound. Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse spoke his first words in 1929. Meanwhile, Warner Brothers debuted Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, and of course, Bugs Bunny. Of course, you know, this means war. By the latter half of the century, production studios like Hanna-Barbera created characters specifically for TV. The Flintstones, the Jetsons, Yogi Bear, and a personal favorite, Snagglepuss. The kid has class, taste, finesse, recognizes talent. Now, June Foray got into animation through a sort of side door. In the late 1940s, she went under contract with Capitol Records, doing a range of voiceover work for kids and grown-ups. Here she is once again with satirist Stan Freeberg doing a parody of the police drama Dragnet. Pardon me, ma'am. Can I talk to you just a minute, ma'am? What about? Well, nothing much, ma'am. Just want to ask you a few questions. What's your name? Little Blue Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? To Grandma's house. Mm-hmm. What do you got in the basket? What are you trying to say? I got something in the basket I shouldn't have? Soon enough, Disney, which pioneered feature-length animation, came calling with a part in 1950s Cinderella. Now, Cinderella is nominally about Cinderella, but a lot of the movie focuses on a devious cat named Lucifer, which was voiced by June Foray. He was a mean old thing. He didn't have any dialogue, but I was working for Disney. Cinderella was a big hit, and just a few years later, June was summoned by that other big player in town. My agent had called me and said, would you work for Chuck Jones at Warner Brothers? And I said, well, I'd love to work at Warner Brothers, but who is Chuck Jones? 
As June would discover, Chuck Jones was a genius. Time magazine once wrote that he made moviegoers laugh as often and as well as Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton. He directed over 250 shorts for the studio, including one of the greatest cartoons of all time, What's Opera, Doc? Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Under his direction, characters may have moved in exaggerated ways and had extreme facial expressions. Just picture any of them getting hit with a frying pan. But like any good comedy, these characters tapped into the audience's very real wants and needs and anxieties. Here's Chuck Jones in 1994. Comedy is concerned with small things. The sort of thing that I am familiar with and you are familiar with, that is how to get something to eat, how to get someplace to sleep, yeah. how, to, uh, how to get your girl, how to get a boy. Uh, all these things are very important. In 1954, June drove her Cadillac over to the Warner Brothers studios to meet him. And this gorgeous hunk of man shook hands with me and he said, I'm Chuck. Well, (laughs) it was just astounding that this effervescent, wonderful human being had wanted me to work for him. Their meeting kicked off a long-term collaboration. June loved working with Chuck Jones. She performed in about 40 of his shorts at Warner Brothers. He would give her just enough direction, and she would deliver the characters he was after, including Granny and Witch Hazel. Later, after he left Warner Brothers, Jones continued to hire her for projects like Tom and Jerry and How the Grinch Stole Christmas and Ricky Tikki Tavi about a mongoose protecting a family of humans. Here's June as the villainous cobra Nagaina. If you move, I strike. And if you do not move, I strike. Oh, foolish people. Toward the end of his life, Jones fought for June to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She said he told her, Mel Blanc has a star. You're going to get one if I have anything to say about it. And in the year 2000, June Foray finally got one. By this point, you might be wondering, with all the characters June voiced, why didn't I know her name? Well, one reason is that voice actors didn't and still don't get much recognition. The animators, the directors, the writers, everybody got credit, but the actors didn't. I guess we weren't that important. Except we were. (laughs) But there is one actor who did become famous for his voice work in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, Mel Blanc. If you read the credits to Warner Brothers cartoons from this goldenest part of the golden age, he's almost always the only voice actor listed. Who is responsible for this? Bob Bergen explains. Mel Blanc had asked for a raise, uh, I, I think in the 40s, and the studio said, no, we're not going to give you a raise. Instead, the studio gave Mel Blanc sole screen credit. No matter how many other actors were in a cartoon, only his name appeared on screen. June's name? Nowhere to be seen. What a way to run a railroad. I asked her one time, did that bother you? And she said it bothered everybody. Her ego, I think, was bruised. It wasn't the only disappointment June faced. In the late 1950s, June played Betty Rubble in a pilot for Hanna-Barbera called The Flagstones. Wilma, when are we going shopping? 
But by the time the Flintstones went into production, Joe Barbera had replaced June with B. Benadaret. Oh, Barney, we've got our very own baby. Hey, look, Betty. June said missing out on that show broke her heart. That much was clear. A few months later, Joe called my agent and said, we feel very bad about June. We'd like to hire her for something else. And I said, you tell him to take a long walk off a short pier. And I didn't work for Bill and Joe for a long time. But June Foray was about to start a whole new chapter, thanks to a maverick in the animation world named Jay Ward. Jay Ward had not planned on a career in animation. After graduating from Harvard Business School, he opened a real estate office. But on day one, a runaway lumber truck crashed into his office, apparently while Ward had been reciting a poem to his mailman and pinned Ward against a wall. While recovering from his injuries, he decided he wanted to work in cartoons. His show, Crusader Rabbit, which debuted in 1950, was the first animated series produced for television. Down in Texas, they're still talking about the little rabbit that had come down from the United States to wipe out the whole state of Texas. Obviously, the rabbit must have been Crusader Rabbit. Or who else would have thought of such a wonderful idea? The drawings and movements may have been simpler and cheaper than the Warner Brothers artwork, but the humor was edgier, more off-kilter. June hadn't heard of Crusader Rabbit or Jay Ward when he came calling in the late 50s, but he was a fan, and he had an idea for a show that would help define both their careers. So June tells me that she gets a call from Jay Ward to meet her for lunch. So I thought, oh boy, that's a nice, you know, free lunch, why not? And uh, I met this jocular man with a walrus mustache. And he orders martinis. And June, although she could hold her own, and she said, oh, Jay, I can't, I can't drink at lunch. And he goes, oh, come on, I, you'll love this. We started to talk, and he gave me an idea of a moose and a squirrel, which seemed a little odd. But after the second martini, I thought it was one hell of an idea. <laughs> and, uh, Here's Bob's impression of June calling her agent after that lunch. Remember, she was four foot eleven and had had two martinis. Donna's June. I love the show. It's about a talking moose and a flying squirrel, and it's a complete satire of the Cold War. And they want me to play this. No, I'm not that drunk. It's true. This is the show. The show was Rocky and His Friends. You might know it as Rocky and Bullwinkle, with June Foray as Rocky. Rocket J. Squirrel was his full name. June also voiced the Potsylvanian spy named Natasha Fatal. It managed to be both smart and supremely silly from start to finish. I'm not sure if more puns have ever been packed into a half hour. Boris, you went to college? Penn State? No, State Penn. It was a great show. It was, it was I mean, a genius, genius show. The series made good use of June's acting range. There were segments like Dudley Do-Right, which sent up old-fashioned melodramas. Think damsel in distress tied to railroad tracks. Oh, save me, save me, somebody save me! And Fractured Fairy Tales, which put fresh spins on classic stories. Just then a remarkable thing happened. Sleeping Beauty's eyes opened and she sat up. Don't worry, kids, I wasn't really asleep. Then why the big 20-year act? 
I just wanted to see if I could make it in showbiz. But the stars were Bullwinkle the Moose, voiced by Bill Scott, and June's Rocky. Hurry, Bullwinkle! The show's about to start! I'm coming as fast as I can! The show premiered in 1959, and many people may not know this, it aired in prime time, since it was aimed at adults. Steven Spielberg still remembers watching his parents watch it, as he told the New York Times. It was the first time that I can recall my parents watching a cartoon show over my shoulder and laughing in places I couldn't comprehend. Bullwinkle, this is terrible! It is? What kind of game can you play with girls? Boy, this really is a children's show, isn't it? Rocky and Bullwinkle ran for five years, until 1964, living on long afterward in syndication, where I discovered it. It's satire influencing generations of show creators. We uh, offended nations, countries, politicians, school teachers, weather people, <laughs> no matter what. And unlike her early work with Warner Brothers, June Foray's name appears in the credits. Speak with me, booby, and your name will be in lights. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. By the 1980s, June Foray was kind of a living legend. 
I want companionship. I need to be serviced. I want to get stuck. Oh, I'm not that kind of moose. Here she is returning to radio on The Howard Stern Show, reprising the role of Rocky with Howard as Bullwinkle in an even more adult version of the original show. Well, what can I do, Bullwinkle? I got a Woody that won't quit. <laughs> hey, I told you she worked blue sometimes. Now, when another landmark animated series was just getting off the ground in the late 80s, naturally, June made an appearance. Those Simpsons, what a bunch of savages! Especially that big ape father. June was on The Simpsons once, She was. That's Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson again. They brought her in because she's June Foray, and to have her come in and say, Rubber baby buggy bumper babysitting service. Rocky and Bart, it turns out, share something very special. Rocky J. Squirrel and Bartholomew J. Simpson. That J in there is for J. Ward. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. So the genealogy of these two great characters are linked. June was revered throughout the animation world. One reason was her talent. June was simply a master of her craft. I'm trying to think of her equivalent... On camera, June was the who of voice acting. Oh, you know what? This is it, it's a big who, but uh, I'm going to say Meryl Streep. Oh, oh gosh, was the Meryl Streep of voice actors? And she was a genius comedic actress. You know, I, there's there's certain things you can't learn, no matter who you study with. Pitch and timing, you're born with that. How animated physically was she while? She was doing her voice work. Very. Um, and, and as we said earlier, I, I, I use a lot of facial expressions. So watching her do Rocky, I can't do Rocky. But she would do this with her lips because it added youth to the character. Hokey Smoke Bullwinkle. I can't do the falsetto. But she would do that with that character. Hokey Smoke Bullwinkle, look there. And with, with talking Tina, she had a little smile on her face, which was kind of sinister because the, 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 the doll kills you. Super spooky Twilight Zone. Right, yeah, right. Killing right. people. Who, right. Then I can hurt you. Not really, but I could hurt you. You know, I remember when we worked on, I think it was Space Jam and watching her do Witch Hazel and Granny. For that, she was standing because her arms were flailing all over the place when she was doing Witch Hazel. Double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. <laughs> Not bad. So, yeah, she totally physically took on every character. To hear Bob Bergen tell it, she was also just a pretty swell person. When is the first time that you worked with her? My very first job doing Looney Tunes. Yeah, it was, it was a cartoon called Tiny Toon Adventures. And I was doing Porky and Tweety, and uh, terrified, you know. Um, and it was at a studio where they had these partition walls between the actors to block the sound. And June was right next to me. And I remember her grabbing my hand and holding my hand as we walked into the studio. And she's doing Granny, and I'm doing Tweety. And you never, you know, the, the, those feelings when you're like, I think someone's watching me. And I just felt someone watching me from above. And I looked up and June was standing, she was tiny, she was standing on a chair looking below and she said, oh, Bob, I'd swear it was Mel. Which, by the way, it didn't sound a thing like Mel, but that was her way of just making me feel at home. Nancy Cartwright met June even later, but she had long felt a kinship. We had a few things in common. Height is one thing that we had in common. 
They were also two women who famously voiced boy characters. Producers realized that you know you can't hire a real 10-year-old kid to do a 10-year-old voice. His pipes are going to be changing, and he's going to go through adolescence. And how many Barts would we have now if they really would have stuck to that? Just is not economical at all. Nancy also gives June a lot of credit for fighting for animation to be treated as an art form. June led the way to establish the Annie Award so that voiceover actors could get acknowledged because at that time we weren't being acknowledged with with an Emmy, which was, wow, that's kind of not okay. And June was a leader in pushing the Motion Picture Academy to award an Oscar for feature-length animated movies, which they finally did in 2002. I'd like to think that Lucifer the Cat, the character she played in Cinderella half a century before, was looking up that night. But just as animation was being taken more seriously in the United States, the opportunities for voice actors began changing. It's no secret for a while now, the big roles, the kind that used to be played by voice actors like June, have been scooped up by actors with familiar faces. What we will never be, those of us who aren't well-known, is uh, Buzz Lightyear. We won't be Woody in Toy Story. But... We might be a Green Army man. We're called utility players. So when you see at the end of a feature movie, an animated feature, additional voices, that's us. This was a change that dismayed June. She hated it. She did not understand why are they going to people whose faces are known for a part that's recorded. But even, June's like, even if they're good, there are people like you and me who can do this. And why are they going to celebrities? It doesn't make sense. That really bothered her a lot. But even as the industry changed around her, its veneration for June continued into her 90s. So at the end of her life, there was a Rocky and Bullwinkle Geico commercial. And from what I understand, they brought June in to record it. And they knew that she was up there in age just to see what happens. And she didn't have the energy. She didn't have, she was just frail. So they hired another actress to do it. The other actress's voice ended up in the ad. Ah, come on, Bullwinkle! And I remember the the commercial was airing and she called me. She goes, I don't know what they were complaining about. I sound great. I know very well the actress who did it. I won't mention names, but they, they swore her to keep her mouth shut out of respect for June. Out of compassion? Yeah. The industry respected and loved her enough to let her think it was her. Which, and they paid her. I don't think it was a stretch to say to the ad agency, please pay the, the, the queen of this industry. I love everything I do with all of the parts that I do because there's a little bit of me in all of them. So many of us really did grow up with June's voices, learning to be irreverent from Rocky and Bullwinkle. At Christmas time, listening to her pure innocence as Cindy Lou Who, Or like me, being freaked out by her witch hazel. Come on, it can't just be me. But there's this one detail Bob Bergen told me about June, something I hadn't heard before, that I find so telling about the care and love that she put into what she did. And it has nothing to do with her voice. She always dressed to the nines recording cartoons. To show up for work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like she was going out for the evening. And I would ask her why. 
And she said, because I respect what I do and I want to make a good impression, I'm going to work. I always, I, I always used to think she had something to do after. But no, it was for the job. She had that much respect for what she was doing. And I remember one time we did have a conversation and she got a little deeper. She said, you know, I think it comes from my radio days where we have a live audience and everybody in the audience is wearing, you know, coat and tie and hats and gloves. The actors did too. So she just carried that over, even though there was no audience there. She dressed the part. She wasn't wearing pajama pants just because she wouldn't be seen. Listen, if she were still with us, I would say to her, so in your home studio with COVID, what are you wearing? Knowing June, she'd have the earrings and the makeup. Of all the characters you've played, if one were to deliver a tribute to June Foray, which would it be? My little, my little, Miss Foray. You are magnificent. You're magnificent. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. I wish there was lots more. And that's all, folks. That's all, folks. Well, it looks as if our time has just about run out. You got the credits, Bullwinkle? I certainly hope you enjoyed this Mobituary. May I ask you to please rate and review the podcast? You can also follow Mobituaries on Facebook and Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter at Moraka. Listen to Mobituaries on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. And check out Mobituaries Great Lives Worth Reliving, the New York Times best-selling book, now available in paperback and audiobook. It includes plenty of stories not in the podcast. This episode of Mobituaries was produced by Jake Harper and Aaron Schrank. Our team of producers also includes Wilco Martinez-Cachero and me, Moraka. Editing was by Mora Walls, engineering by Sam Baer, and fact-checking by Naomi Barr. Our production company is Neon Hum Media. Our archival producer is Jamie Benson. Our theme music is written by Daniel Hart. Indispensable support from Craig Swagler, Dustin Gervais, Alan Pang, Reggie Bazile, and everyone at CBS News Radio. Special thanks to Roger Raines, Megan Marcus, and Alberto Robina. Mobituary's senior producer is the indomitable Aaron Schrank. Executive producers include Steve Razies and Moraka. The series is created by yours truly. And as always, undying gratitude to Rand Morrison and John Carp for helping breathe life into Mobituaries. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. 
With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.